What's up, y'all? It's your boy, the one and only A Switch. AKA, why his nipples so soft? <laughs> AKA, the Cheesecake Crusader. AKA, Mr. Tough Nipples. <laughs> uh, I don't know, I contradict myself, but I did. AKA, all these sirens because something going on right now i don't know are you done are you done are you done damn thank you thank you <laughs> um aka i mean there's probably some people that was dead you know i'm sorry I'm just saying, of course, they have to die while I'm recording, but, um, well, damn, it threw me off, aka the undisputed, undefeated, uncontested social distancing champion, aka the Komaki Tiger Dropper, aka <laughs> the nigga Lip Master. Bringing you yet another episode for the first time in 2022. Um, episode 135 of Switches Sites. Um, today's date is January 6, 2022. I didn't fuck it up. I was <laughs> the temptation to say 2021 20, was was very much was very uh very immense i have to say um yeah man uh happy new year everybody i uh, hope everybody had a wonderful holiday break and uh and or well i guess both really holiday break and new year yeah hopefully you enjoyed your respective holidays accordingly got what you wanted you know, got your little, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> got your little, um, rose vibrators. I don't, I don't know what the, what, what's the, what's the, you know, I don't, I don't know what the, the main attraction is anymore. Um, hope everybody got the, the PS fives and Xbox series X's and graphics cards, RTX or, uh, AMD, Nvidia or AMD. Hopefully you got everything you wanted. <laughs> um, what else? Well, the world is not getting any better. <laughs> As I say all that and welcome to a new year, uh, things are not getting better. <laughs> um, man. Uh, Omarion is, 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 uh, on full tilt. Um, he dancing, he dancing immensely. Um, and, and infecting everybody with his dance. Um, ugh, it's horrible at all time high now. So hopefully everybody be safe out there. But, um, yeah, for those that don't know, uh, switch of sites podcast is a solo video game podcast where your boy, a switch just talks about that. I'm sorry. No, uh, <laughs> 
no um no uh what what the hell is uh what's what's the what's the trend slash stigma um who should who should pay on a date first uh it's always black black people talking about that for some reason uh hating on black women that you know black people being self-discriminatory i guess i don't i'm gonna leave it alone i'm gonna leave it where it's at so um yeah so without further ado i have a lot of catching up to do oh wait a minute uh i wish i had my wish i had my uh damn it that that would have been a perfect opportunity for the 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 Matterhorn, whatever you call it. You know what? You know what? We gonna do it though. We <laughs> we gonna do it very ghetto. We gonna do the we gonna we're gonna try the ghetto approach. Actually, this uh I've already committed to it. I have to I have to fully commit. Uh, what is it called? Uh, horn. Orange sound effect. Um, let's run it back. Um, uh, fuck. Got a lot of catching up to do. So, um, uh, fuck. What was it? Uh, without, without further ado, uh, we got some catching up to do. Yeah. Yeah. Improvisation. There we go. Um, you know, Hey, <laughs> let's stop the dilly dally and, um, and get right into it. First topic of discussion. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. You know, first topic of discussion, uh, the website trueachievements.com, uh, spilled the beans just straight up spilled them. So basically the site, which uh, generally tracks, um, new additions to, uh, achievements. And, uh, with that, they, uh, generally get like new achievements for new games soon to release. I believe they, they like directly are tied to the Xbox database or they search some like, kernel or something that like will tell you new data. I'm at least I'm assuming and guessing they must be referring to some specific location to, uh, get the deets on a uh, new achievement. So, uh, with that said, uh, what do you know? Uh, one in particular game, uh, just, just showing itself straight revealing itself. I'm seeing all of the, <laughs> I'm seeing every areola. I mean, it's just, it's everything. Uh, but <laughs> I'm sorry for that analogy, but <laughs> with that, um, we, of course are talking about golden eye 007. So basically all the achievements for golden eye 007, uh, have been leaked, uh, on, on the, uh, true achievements website. So, uh, pretty much this is basically a confirmation that we're, get in GoldenEye 007 pretty soon since uh, they normally reveal 
uh, the these achievements shortly before the game is either released or announced. So at least in this case, it, it seems like it's going to be pretty soon. If I would, uh, since at least the cat's out of the bag for sure. Now that at least, um, every news has caught on about it that, um, I think it's pretty imminent that we'll get a release for go nine double seven. Yes. Yes. Um, I think we, there was like a leaked game, uh, a leaked pre-build of this game technically that I think you can like play with like, you know, some, uh, ingenuity and, uh, ingenuity and, uh, emulator and said emulator. I think I might've downloaded it. Um, you know, magically, uh, through, through a friend because I own the game of, of course. So, um, yeah, so it looks like I, I, I would guess maybe that after this, that was like, maybe like, I'm pretty sure it was in 2021, 2021 or 2020, but I think, yeah, it did that. I think that caught on. And then a lot of people were, were doing media coverage on it. And then I think it eventually, it probably like, you know, got on back on the radar for Xbox to like, you know, man, we should probably go, go fully with it now. Um, if I would guess so pretty dope, pretty dope. I mean, personally, I am, a, I am a bigger fan of perfect dark. That was definitely my, uh, it pretty much improved on everything that gold and I started. Um, so I do definitely have a fondness towards perfect dark more than gold and I, but uh, I do have, you know, a slight nostalgia in part, uh, as well. I want to explore and actually fully play the game, you know, uh, <laughs> being more competent now than I was when I was like, what, maybe 10, 10 or 12 when this actually came out. So, um, yeah, pretty dope. I'm curious. Hope I'm curious if everything is fully intact. Um, Cause of course Xbox has rare owns rare, which, uh, was the company that developed this game in the first place. But I know the licensing for 007 game specifically has been kind of iffy. I thought last time the game was owned by Activision, the rights for this game. So maybe possibly, uh, Xbox, you know, uh, did some, did some magic did some sweet talking or whatever and you know, got something underway. Um, I would guess because I mean, this game was like in, in like straight perpetuity, uh, for, for a long ass time. Uh, cause I, it, at least going by that build, it seemed to indicate that the game was at least heavily, you know, close to being released, maybe sometime earlier, obviously in the 360 year, which was the, the build for the game. So, huh? I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm excited for it. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm definitely going to give it a try when it drops. I am also curious if, um, you know, considering Nintendo switch with their newly Nintendo 64 addition to their Nintendo switch online, 
That is fucking complicated. Uh, program. <laughs> oh man. Um, so I'm curious if maybe knowing that, uh, Xbox and Nintendo are buddy, buddy, uh, as of late, you know, in terms of sharing some games that that's been exclusive on their platform and things like that, that if, um, if they possibly may work a deal with Nintendo to also get this game, um, get maybe I'm assuming the original, uh, N64 game on, on that platform, uh, you know, for, uh, Nintendo switch online users to utilize as well. So I don't think that's too far fetched considering their relationship and, you know, obviously we got uh banjo and Kazooie in smash, which was felt like the impossible that was made possible. So I could definitely see that happening. Maybe, or maybe they probably drop this game first and then maybe a couple months after it uh, drops on Nintendo switch online, uh, within the Nintendo 64 component. I could definitely, definitely see that. So all in all, I know I'm happy for a lot of fans that, you know, <laughs> it's so many people that grew up on N64. And this was obviously that cult, not even cult that this is, this is a widely popular, highly, widely, highly popular, uh, game for N64 fans. So good vibes, good start to 2022 for sure. For Sure. Looking forward to it. Oh, let's see. I totally messed up my codes. Let me correct that. Let me, let me correct that. Can't, can't do anything without proper codes. Set me up for failure. All right, moving on. Um, what's also popping off this week is uh, CES. Uh, for those that don't know, CES is generally a like technology-based showcase. It's probably the best way to describe it, where they they show a lot of like prototypes and concepts for like cutting edge cutting edge technology like, you know, TVs, <laughs> what, uh, I forgot. It was something, I think at last year, CES, there was like a, a flat screen TV. That was just a straight up sheet, but you know, a fully functional TV nonetheless, um, stuff like that, like very highly conceptual, like, uh, you know, products that like generally are like 10, 10, five to 10 years ahead of, uh, ahead of like when they actually will like go into production to like uh consumers. But, um, there are of course, you know, some, some things that are pretty much being showcased that will shortly come out after, but it, at least my general understanding of these, uh, products showcased are generally very highly conceptual stuff that we won't see for a long time. But then again, maybe that's just as somebody who looks, sees these events from the outside looking in where, you know, I would assume maybe they, uh, are showcasing, showcasing these, uh, new products as, um, you know, uh, uh, 
to overshadow a lot of the, um, the, you know, newer cutting, not necessarily cutting edge, newer stuff that are, is coming pretty soon. So I think it's probably likely a, a, a mix of both. If I would, if I would guess. So I guess I'm <laughs> purely speaking from, uh, at least past knowledge and conjecture. Um, so <laughs> take that for what you will, but at least that's the general gist for CS. Um, with that said, uh, apparently they, 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 uh, are still doing it, uh, amongst the pandemic, the panty, uh, along with Omarion, <laughs> uh, dancing, uh, around everywhere. Um, <laughs> shouts out to Omarion. I know he, he made a, a TikTok saying like, Hey, I'm not a virus. All right. Stop. <laughs> y'all need to stop disrespecting my name because I, y'all, y'all fucking ignorant and y'all keep <laughs> Y'all keep butchering my name. Y'all need to stop. I ain't going to stop though. I'm I'm sorry. Um, so yeah. So at least, uh, I, uh, from what I've been seeing a lot of YouTubers, tech YouTubers and stuff, they don't seem to be attending CES, which is a pretty logical, uh, wise choice. But I believe probably people that are fairly local to, um, CES, which, I believe is always generally located in Las Vegas, uh, for the most part. Um, so yeah, but, uh, it seems like they're kind of sanctioning stuff off and I think showcasing stuff for people. Uh, but the biggest thing from CS, uh, Sony, uh, had a press conference. Uh, and of course, uh, we finally got, more details on the PlayStation VR two, which is, you know, been the highly, I guess, highly rumored. I mean, it's kind of, I guess, rumored slash given that, uh, it was coming. Cause I think PlayStation did confirm there's going to be a continuation of PlayStation VR, but they were very, uh, vague about it in terms of, you know, details and stuff, but at least we got details regarding it. Uh, we, we still don't know what the headset looks like yet, but they did reveal, uh, some details in terms of it's going to be OLED, I think 4k HDR. So at least from the resolution, uh, resolution standpoint, uh, 2000 by 2040 per eye, um, 90 Hertz, 90 to 120 Hertz. Um, I'm presumably dependent on the game. Um, I think one detail they didn't necessarily confirm that at least was my big personal like question, uh, that would, at least for me personally is kind of make a break depending on how they, how they, uh, how they handle it is, uh, backwards, uh, backwards compatibility with, uh, PlayStation VR one games like at least the one I would definitely want to play if it's not available in any other form is, um, resident evil seven VR, which is as far as I know, still exclusive to PlayStation VR. So that's probably my biggest one that, um, I I'm curious how they're going to handle it. If, um, if it is even going to be handled, cause I guess, as a workaround, 
you can technically connect the PlayStation VR to your PS5, PS5 with an adapter that you have to get after like showing proof of a purchase or whatever, but it seems to be very convoluted. And I think you have to use the PlayStation VR box, which also, um, restricts your bandwidth to, you know, play in HDMI 2.1. So to not get too, <laughs> to not get too technical, it, uh, it just is very inconvenient to go that route. So personally, I was definitely looking to jump into PlayStation VR if, um, that is the case, but I mean, I guess we'll have to see, um, uh, when we get more details, but, um, yeah, uh, motion sensor, uh, utilizing the six axis motion system that, uh, we all know and love on the PlayStation controller itself, uh, three axis gyroscope, three axis accelerometer. At least that's what, uh, the six axis itself consists of. Uh, IR proximity sensor, so it will not require a um, camera like the original PSV, PSVR. So that is definitely uh, a better, <laughs> better uh, option. So if you want to be dumb, I mean, not necessarily dumb, you know, your setup could be different from everybody's where, you know, the only way you can <laughs> play properly or adequately you have to turn around, uh, behind, like, instead of face the TV directly, you just turn, do a 180 and play that way. Hey, your, your prayers have been answered. That one random person that that's the only way they can play, you know, looking at, <laughs> looking out for the very random specific people, uh, four cameras for the headset controller tracking IR camera for eye tracking per eye. So I, it seems to be kind of similar to the Oculus quest where they have a lot of cameras to compensate for the at least more archaic mounting of cameras within a, a room, which is definitely very cumbersome in a lot of ways. So definitely a good vibration on the headset. I think that's one of the other notable features for the PSVR two is that I think they, they describe like people coming across your head or like I would assume bullets or, you know, objects coming across your head. It would, they would be able to convey that within the headset via vibration. So that definitely has the potential to be cool and probably freak you, <laughs> uh, further immerse you and in turn further freak you the fuck out. So, uh, Hey, I'm all for it. Um, using USB type C, uh, which at least is definitely good in terms of not having to do that whole convoluted setup that you would do with the original PSVR where you had to get this like box that, uh, like I was talking about earlier, technically would restrict, restrict your, uh, bandwidth. If you got the older one, they revised it to where you can, uh, it is HDMI 2.0 compatible, which is basically a higher bandwidth to do HDR and all that stuff. Uh, you know, without going, <laughs> getting too technical about it, but at least now you just have one convenient cable that you just plug, uh, in the front of the PS, uh, five, and then just 
be up and going, at least in theory. So that's definitely way more convenient. Um, at least based off of that information that we got. Uh, then they showed the sense controllers, which at least looking at it, they do look a bit more cumbersome, uh, and I guess clunky, but then again, it's like, that's seems to generally be what a lot of the VR controllers are like where it has like, you know, the handles and the two, uh, rods, but then on top of that, there's like a, it's like a sphere design. Like you're putting your hand in spheres. It, it, at least the design from this angle looks like from their like promotional material. So, eh, I mean, I guess that's, it's kind of unavoidable, but I mean, if it works really well, I'm probably not going to pl- complain about it. And I think it, lo- it looks way bigger than it probably is as well. So I guess we'll have to see when, uh, when it does happen. Um, does have a rechargeable battery, at least for the controller. So that's good. Uh, I would hope they would, uh, at least there for sure. It's probably going to be like some third party docking stations for them. Uh, if not, uh, PlayStation's original, uh, or PlayStation's first party, uh, chargers for them or something like that. I would guess, but looking, it's interesting at least from what they showed, they did show a game horizon call of the mountain. I guess this was supposedly a rumor game that, uh, is at least now finally confirmed, uh, that you aren't, you won't play Aloy, who's the main character from the horizon games, but you'll play this new character. And I, they did confirm that you'll at least see Aloy, uh, to some extent within the game and presumably some, some of the other characters that you, uh, would see in, uh, the original, original, original horizon games. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's resident evil seven VR is kind of, kind of a make or break for me. Uh, I, I would assume they're going to show some more games closer to when this releases, but at least from what we have been shown already so far, I mean, I'm not sold on it yet. I definitely want to see what the headset looks like. Probably collect some reviews from, from people that have used the headset, uh, which, you know, presumably will be before it officially releases. It's supposed to be releasing this year towards the holiday season, which makes a lot of sense. Um, but potentially could be pushed back due to, you know, uh, supply delays, that have run rampant literally everywhere. (laughs) So I'm interested. I'm interested. Yeah. The backwards compatibility is going to be make or break because considering a lot of the PSVR games, at least for people jumping in, there's, there are going to be a lot of people that jump in with this and have skipped the first VR PSVR like myself. Um, and at least considering if there aren't going to be a lot of games, new games that are, you know, natively supported by this at release, it is, uh, not really a very enticing proposition. So we'll see. I mean, 
hypothetically, if they drop PSVR two, or they announced that, Hey, resident evil seven VR is now officially ported to, uh, you know, ported slash upgraded to PSVR two. And, you know, resident evil eight is now, uh, having official, uh, native support in a mode. Like if you already purchased, uh, resident evil eight for the, for the PS five that you'll be able to, uh, you know, uh, you know, have that access if you have a PSVR two. Uh, if those two conditions are met, then I will probably bite. If, if, uh, there isn't any support for like PC yet, like if they didn't release resident evil seven VR, VR support for PC, as well as, um, you know, uh, uh, PSVR two. So we'll see. We'll see. It is cool. At least that, uh, this will definitely be, uh, another, another, um, step forward to like fully solidifying VR as like, a um, legit, a legit Avenue for games. You know, obviously that's been established with, uh, the Oculus quest too. Um, which would be cool too, but I mean, I, I doubt PlayStation would ever do that. Xbox more than likely would do it more than PlayStation in terms of like partnering with Oculus quest and like, you know, having VR support, uh, if you connect a quest to a Xbox series X, hypothetically speaking. So I could see that more, that would make a lot more sense. So who knows all in all, I'm interested. I'm interested. Moving on. So, um, with CS going in continuation of it and, uh, by continuation, I mean, keep keeping that CES train going. Um, Nvidia had their, uh, keynote slash showcase event where they, uh, announced the Nvidia GeForce RTX 3050. So yet another card that you can't get (laughs) and probably is going to be even harder to get since it's technically cheaper. It is, um, 250 uh, MSRP. So in <laughs> I'm trying to calculate an eBay scalper uh scalping prices would probably be what $800 or something like that. I don't know. Um It's all bad, man. Apparently no founders edition, so at least these will be solely with uh third party card manufacturers uh 250 cores um 1.5 to 1.78 gigahertz um 8 gigabytes gd ddr6 um 128-bit bus 130 watts so and with uh that announcement they also did announce the uh rtx 3090 TI, which is 10% faster than the original RTX 3090. So 
<laughs> yet another card in the fray that you can get already. Um, you gotta love it. So at least my opinion, of course, is I do wish they, you know, focused on the cars they already released that people two years later still can't get their hands on. Um, yeah, this is just gonna further confuse and muddy up everything. And then again, also, uh, make things harder for people who at least were originally trying to get whatever other set of card now, you know, make that harder. So it is, uh, kind of sucks, but I mean, Hey, uh, more opportunity to, to, to get, I think at this point, probably everybody's probably whatever I can get. I'll just take that's, that's probably at least the, the, uh, mentality I would have going into this. So yeah, it's, uh, it's horrible. <sighs> it's horrible. Stop these scalpers, man. They need to put that bill in place. Somebody need to need to act more, <laughs> act more on that bill to get it passed and fully in effect sooner rather than later. So interesting, interesting, interesting. And let's move on. And uh, pretty, pretty unfortunate, sad news. Um, John Madden passed away. Uh, of course, the NFL legend who's, you know, very synonymous with the uh, game series. Um, Madden NFL has, uh, yeah, passed away at 85. Um, it's sad. It's sad, but. I don't know. It's crazy. I've always, you know, at least somebody who's not really played too many of the Madden games. I played it here and there, like back, especially when I was, you know, in my football phase, I guess. Um, definitely always got a kick out of the Madden games uh, when I did play them. Um, and uh, yeah, at, at least hopefully, you know, they'll stick with the Madden name. I think it's a, they're probably going to try everything possible to stick with the Madden name now that it's so like, so established, uh, specifically for the football sports game. Um, but man, RIP man, man. Also RIP Betty white. I forgot to totally forgot that happened. Betty white died at 90, 99. I think two weeks before her hundredth birthday. It's kind of messed up. That's kind of petty. Why you do that? Why you do that? I don't know who I'm, who I'm, who I'm complaining to, but why'd you do that? You didn't need to. <sighs> I digress. Uh, always loved his commentary though. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, it was something on Twitter. I saw the other day where he was, uh, talking about, uh, water cooler, <laughs> just, just stupid stuff. Like, uh, you got, you got, you got the, you got the, uh, the, I, I'm doing a horrible job, but 
You got the big water, daddy water cooler. You got the the, the, the the mommy water cooler. And then you got the little baby water cooler right there. Bam. What's that? Oh, that's Emerald Igazi. Emerald Igazi. Oh, John Madden always had it. He had actually a lot of phrases. Now that I think about it. I think wham. You, that's one of them. I know. Uh, I think John Madden did it first, but Emerald Lagasse solidified it, if I would guess. So, either way, <sighs> R.I.P. to John Madden, man. Thank you for all you've done for football. It's greatly appreciated. Head coach, Hall of Fame coach for the Oakland Raiders. R.I.P. I don't know why that bothered me, but it did. But so definitely had to had to bring attention to it. So and uh, on that note, that will conclude the news for this week. I guess technically past two weeks, even though it's technically nothing notable worth talking about. I feel happy. Uh, with all that being addressed, let's get into what I've been playing. Um, man, played a lot during this, um, holiday break for sure. Hope a lot of other people did as well. Um, first off. Straight up Halo. It's probably the game I've technically been playing the most over this break. Man. So still struggling. Still struggling in Diamond. <laughs> struggling in Diamond. That's pretty much all I've been doing as of late. Um so I I know I talked about this before. At least uh the current rank I'm at is diamond five. So I'm pretty close to the top or, uh, what's considered the top top rank is, uh, Onyx. So basically I'm, I'm at uh diamond five, then there's diamond six. Then after I do all of diamond six, then I get to Onyx, which, uh, is definitely proven to be pretty tough. I think they've definitely made it more the conditions to rank up more strict at uh, what feels like four and up. It, it seems like with each rank you get to the tougher it gets to rank up, I feel. But then again, at least from other stories I've heard, it just seems to be, it seems to be some very unknown parameters that, uh, three, four, three has not been very transparent about in terms of like the conditions to get the highest rank in something. I think it's for what I researched and, you know, like a couple of YouTube videos of like pros and stuff I was uh, watching. It seems to be definitely performance focused. Um, but the, 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 uh, factor of, the factor of wins do take some uh, part in it, 
it's like it it's definitely more mainly focused on your performance whether you win or lose but generally if you're losing your performance more more than likely is bad there are some cases like i would assume slayer and stuff where you can be playing your ass off which i definitely have in a couple of cases in like um um you know your team is losing cuz they they're not getting kills but you're you're going straight up positive as hell um in those scenarios you're fine generally from what i've seen but then there's sometimes where it's like i've definitely i've i was legit positive like at least specifically in KD as well as you know <laughs> playing the f-ing objective uh which you know uh that's that's a whole nother factor that I think is technically being problematic, at least specifically in matchmaking, not to mention, you know, the other games, but, um, in matchmaking, I've seen what it feels like in some scenarios. If you know, you're playing a match, playing a match and let's say hypothetically, somebody on your team drops out, disconnects, whatever. I've seen sometimes that like players will immediately go into like loss mode and just like, just try to just play slayer throughout the whole match. And when it's like capture the flag or oddball and, you know, again, not playing the objective, um, where they, you know, are basically, uh, not even helping and in, in turn, uh, helping with us, uh, solidifying losing, uh, you know, said match. So it's been, um, it's been a a fair amount of scenarios like that where, you know, because they, what, what they're aware of in terms of the ranking system is that, Hey, you can lose as long as you go positive, which in some cases can be kind of detrimental to, you know, uh, people that are trying to rank up where, you know, whatever happens and you're kind of screwed because now everybody on the team technically technically is given up. So you have no choice. And in some cases can even, uh, <laughs> fuck you over too, because you know, they're just not playing cooperatively, but playing for themselves or, uh, you know, selfishly. So <sighs> that's been kind of, uh, annoying, but then again, it's like, there has been games where I played pretty damn good, especially considering the rank, but then I'd only get like a smidge, just a smidge of, uh, just a smidge of, uh, XP of rank rank, uh, you know, XP. So, and there's times <laughs> there's times like I was playing also legitimately pretty good that I would rank down because I, my, my kill death ratio wasn't positive, but I was like, I, uh, captured like three flags in a match or, you know, held, <clears throat> held the, uh, held the oddball the longest or whatever playing the objective. So it definitely needs some work at least specifically, uh, to not make it heavily, uh, based on your personal performance. Uh, but even with that said, not even factoring in like, um, game mode objective 
uh, parameters like, you know, how many flags have you caught? How many flags have you defended, returned, stealed, you know, whatever. So I'm, I'm ranting because I'm, I'm, I'm a little bothered by it. You know, this is probably the first, uh, notable game that I've legitimately like played ranked and was pretty, (laughs) I don't want to say serious, but technically serious about it. So I do take some offense to, uh, you know, uh, the measures that have been done so far. So, uh, yeah, so that's, that's been fun. <laughs> Just literally going, going, you know, playing a good match, <laughs> getting ranked down to rank, uh, tier four, uh, you know, then playing like five get five matches to even get enough XP to go to five. Um, so that's been great. I think another factor too, which is probably factoring in is, uh, the matchmaking system in terms of being matched with people that are higher, higher, um, excuse me, higher than your rank or lower than your rank. Cause I think it's kind of like the traditional, uh, ranking, um, you know, equation that, you know, if you're higher than this person in rank and they beat you, then you lose a lot more than if you beat them because you are technically higher than them and are anticipated in terms of odds likely to beat said person or team or whatever, because you're higher, you're of a higher rank than them. So that can kind of get annoying in some cases, but at least specifically for that is fine. I'd be, I'd even be okay with that as long as they factored in, um, team play, um, in terms of, (laughs) the objective in, in these games and giving you credit where credits do like, you know, maybe I wasn't positive in this match, but I did play the objective. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I'm just saying I may be, be a little bitter, be a little uh, salty because, uh, you know, I'm trying to play the game, how it technically should be played, but I'm don't feel like I'm adequately getting rewarded for it. Like I should, but I digress. Uh, there was the, uh, winter event that happened as well that, uh, I did get all the goodies for, uh, basically it was kind of convoluted with the conditions on how to earn the, the, or rank up in the event tier or event pass, which is separate from the battle pass that, uh, basically you have to play a game a day in the quick play playlist. And then you will, you instantly rank up, which, um, it feels like that could have been more explicitly explained in like, you know, um, the what's news, what's new today ticker within halo or whatever. So, um, but yeah, now the, the fracture 10 event is back, uh, played a little bit, um, at least specifically, uh, well, no, I did play the Fiesta playlist. That's the playlist that's tied with the 10 event. And at least with this one, I think they're being, they're trying to make up for kind of the, 
oops, <laughs> they kind of did with the the event the first week with um a lot of the rewards kind of being a little too sparse. It 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 feels like, but um, yeah, it's cool. I'm I'm still playing it <laughs> perpetually now because I'm really dead set on trying to get onyx that's that's my goal as long as i get onyx i'm like you know what all right i'm done i'm done i'll leave while i'm at the top but then there i think there's a whole other meta there's a whole meta game on top of that as well so that's fun all in all i'm i'm still playing halo what months after well like i guess a full month coming on a full month since it's a initial release i guess specifically the campaign, but I mean, since, um, Thanksgiving, you know, even I think a week before Thanksgiving, technically November 15th. So halo good, <laughs> halo good. That is my, uh, my sentiment so far. It is a uh, good and a bad, good, good and bad. Yeah, there we go. It, it's funny. It kind of reminds me of my, my, previous relationship with the destiny games, which is kind of funny considering, you know, people that did work on halo did, um, Bungie did go on to make their own new game IP, which was destiny. So a very much a love hate relationship, not a little bit of hate specifically the ranking system, but love is, is definitely the 80% love 20% hate. Um, yeah, also, uh, felt like I wanted to go back, go back, get that urge to nostalgically reminisce, uh, which I did. Uh, so went back to the PS two days, um, fired up my CRT played a little bit of that. Um, (laughs) I gotta do it. Raw danger. You think about it, it kind of sounds like a porno. It really does. Not a man. I just had an epiphany. <laughs> hey, hey, you want to play some of that? Roll danger. Yeah, that does sound very nasty when you. <laughs> it's danger, but it's raw. Danger, but it's raw. Yeah, I'm sorry. I made that way more dirtier. Um. <laughs> For those that don't know, Raw Danger is uh, technically the second game in the Disaster Report series. So it's technically Disaster Report 2, but I think from for marketing uh, at the time, uh, back in I think 2004 it came out, I, did, I looked it up, but technically it is um, Disaster Report 4, uh, but to make it more appealing in the West. I guess they were taking the angle of making it another new name since, um, they felt like disaster report Two would not stick as well in the U S I'm assuming probably going from the sales of the first game disaster report in the U S kind of like, uh, very niche, but uh, rival turf and brawl brothers, uh, they're actually the same, a continuation of, of the series, which is 
Russian beats, Russian beat. Uh, so there's Russian beat, Russian beat Syria and Russian beat San, I think that's what, that's the naming, uh, in, in, uh, Japan, but in the West, it, it was rival turf brawl brothers and the peacekeepers or whatever. So, you know, um, yeah, <laughs> but I guess the funny thing is, uh, I don't even think they called it disaster report three. I did some research, but there's, um, disaster report three. That is, uh, um, uh, PSP exclusives, but I think it's, it's technically exclusive to Japan. So if you were to play it in the West, you, you know, uh, hopefully no Japanese, I think they, people are working on a, uh, English patch for the PSP game, but I think that's still, um, long, long ways away from being complete. And then for the PS4, they did release, uh, I think within a couple years ago, I think 2019, they released disaster report four. <laughs> so they went back. <laughs> so the <laughs> disaster report and then disaster report four, what, what happened to the, you know, so unless you're like a fucking nerd like me, you wouldn't probably don't even know what this game is anyway, <laughs> to be, to be brutally honest, but I digress. Um, but yeah, does disaster report for those that don't know, uh, I know I talked about it a while back when I did play it, um, last year, technically, um, basically it's like, at least for me, I think it's like resident evil. If, if the zombies were the, the, the world disasters, basically. So resident evil with world disasters is probably the closest semi-accurate way to describe this game. So there is like a lot of survival elements like, uh, staying warm and, uh, you know, um, a hunger meter, I believe and things like that. But then there's, you know, like world disasters, like flooding. I think you're the game starts in a ship that is sinking or something like that. And then, you know, uh, I presume the objective, at least part of the game, at least is to, uh, escape, but you know, as the sipish sip, the sip, <laughs> the sip is sinking, the ship is sinking, um, or something like that. So, um, I'm interested, uh, one annoying thing that is going to be very irritating that, uh, is one of those, like, man, if I, I wish a game had a patch, but, uh, is that this game is like, doesn't give you an option to in not invert, but uninvert your camera. So basically if you want to want the camera to look right, you, at least for me would think to just move the analog stick, right? To look right. But no, it's the opposite. You want to turn it left to look right. And you know, I checked the options, did some research. It seems like there apparently is no way to, um, uninvert the, the camera. So kind of a annoying, a handicap to uh, deal with kind of similar to, um, what's the game, uh, extermination where the X X access up and down is inverted permanently and you can't change it. So you literally have to play unless you like inverted controls, you are fucked, <laughs> which, uh, that is such a, 
such a pet peeve. It is very rare. I mean, I guess technically of the PS2 games I've seen, it's only been those two, <clears throat> but uh, it's annoying as fuck. So <sighs> that's that's not making me want to play it as much. So not so much now, but I'll probably push through it. Uh, oh, please don't. At least I guess that's kind of the 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 good side of having games that do need to be updated or that are periodically updated uh, over time that, you know, oversights like this can be mitigated and who knows, maybe there might be a, um, there might be a, a patch or, um, uh, some, some, some game, some patched ROM ISO that might, might've fixed it. I'm actually, now I'm curious. So we'll see. (laughs) I'll report to you maybe Probably not anytime soon, but whenever I get back to it, honestly, that kind of turned me off it. But I mean, the other, the, the saving grace with the game is the dialogue. <laughs> Cause I think this is a first, I don't think this was, I don't think it, it probably at least wasn't as prominent in uh, d- the first disaster report, but uh, the dialogue choices. I think you could make, I think you could make the dialogue choices, but, um, you didn't, they didn't have the dialogue generally, I don't think, but now you do get the full blown dialogue and it's, it's fucking horrible, but in the best way (laughs) it is, it is fucking horrible. But they said something like, um, uh, I'm cold. Um, uh, he would say something like, stop being a bitch. Don't get cold. <laughs> I'm very much paraphrasing. Um, uh, your mom wouldn't, wouldn't have you cold. Um, you, you, you could be cold, but warm with me. Um, something like that. I'm very much paraphrasing, but something along that line. Um, so it's horrible, but in the best way, it's, it's one of those so horrible. It's good. It's entertaining games. Not that weird kind of mediocre. It's kind of okay, but it kind of, it, it jumps back too much to be one way or the other where it's, you know, not ultimately ends up being, being very bland. Um, which is at least it's not. So I don't know. The, the inverted camera is, was, was really bothering me, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, also played, uh, GTA online, the contract, uh, of course, over the break, uh, at least, spe- uh, especially Christmas Eve, Christmas played, uh, GTA online, uh, where, you know, it's always every, every year around Christmas, they make the game, uh, snowy, which <laughs> is very un, un, unrealistic for, uh, well, at least the game based in, um, uh, satirical Los Angeles pretty much. Um, but it's, it's, it's fun. Like the game is, uh, when you drive is, you know, uh, appropriate in terms of driving in snow at very fast speeds or whatnot. So pretty cool. You get a uh, gift gifts and stuff, um, for logging in on that day. But 
at least um I think I talked about it a bit, but um GTA Online the contract is basically a continuation of of GTA 5 story kind of uh I guess pretty much uh where it does um take place after the events of GTA 5 like 8 years, 7 years later I think. Uh which is <laughs> it's funny. I think that's pretty much the literally the time since Grand Theft Auto three came out on like uh three sixty and PS3 about roughly a little over seven years. So <laughs> I think that they're they're uh not being too too coy with it. They're being feels pretty blatant. But basically you um work with um Franklin, uh one of the protagonists from GTA five and basically work with him to build his empire that you have a stake in. And, uh, part of that is helping Dr. Dre, literally (laughs) Dr. Dre, not Dr. Dr. A, (laughs) Dr. Dr. C, but, uh, Dr. Cray, but Dr. Dre, uh, which is kind of, uh, I mean, I guess you could, if you really that, um, well, that's, not possible because in GTA San Andreas, you know, I mean, you could, I guess, get that. <laughs> I don't know anal about it, but I guess that kind of makes sense. Uh, you kind of have some other artists that are in the game, like Moody Man, who's like prominent in the game's music, and he's also a character in the game, too, from a story uh, in mission standpoint. So, a little weird, but either way, I mean, yeah, it's Dr. Dre. I guess that's just weird. It's just of all the people you want to do with Dr. Dre. Like, I don't know. Dre, Dr. Dre doesn't seem like a person that's very, I guess, outgoing. He seems to be very much more reserved and um, introverted. Uh, I'd... I've never really necessarily seen him act that I recall, but I don't know. It feels kind of like, um, uh, kind of like, a I don't know a deal where like, you know, Hey man, Hey, if we get you in the game, you, you a main character in the game in this DLC, how about you uh, lend us some of your new tracks? Uh, and some of your old tracks, uh, cause that's another thing about this DLC, uh, is that they added a lot of tracks to some of the existing stations. I think they may have potentially replaced some songs, but you know, they essentially got a, a, a plethora of new, new songs in a couple of the stations, the pre-existing stations within the game. So like radio Los Santos has a lot of new, uh, music tracks, like 50 cent, uh, like in the club and, um, out of control and stuff like that. Um, it's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. I do like the, the addition, new, uh, music, uh, selections in, in GTA online. So, <laughs> um, trying to think. Yeah, just, it, it definitely felt like at times like a showcase of, Hey, Hey, Dr. Dre, new music dropping. Hey, let's let's hear this track. It's like, I don't know. It, 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 uh, 
at times it felt a little weird. It felt a little too, uh, uh, how do I say hand over fist tongue in cheek. Yeah. Yeah. It just felt a little too forced. I don't know. It's like, I think it would have been cool, you know, given the option from people that are interested in his music, but I don't, I, it's hard for me to identify with people who aren't, who aren't fans of rap or hip hop and, you know, kind of, I guess, kind of being forced into this, but I don't know. It's uh, it's cool though. Like some of the, this is definitely the most, um, intricate DLC I've seen where the missions were very involved in like very much translated from GTA, like a GTA five mission in the single player component into multiplayer form, which is kind of weird to see considering like GTA online's mission structure is kind of very much, very much, uh, I don't know. It feels very online E not as like cinematic as, you know, something like the single player game which um, I think that took me back a, a couple of times actually. So that's pretty cool. Um, but then again, I've not played some of the, like not as I guess advertised and like very much hyped up DLCs previously. Well, they, I guess because the game is like so damn like infinite, it feels like at this point going on for like seven, eight years with the the next version. Well, yet another port of this game coming to PS five and, you know, Xbox series. So yeah, I do like the structure where it does seem to, I think I talked about it before, but let you play by yourself within online or, you know, not having to deal with the inconveniences of having to try to match up with people to play just this mission and stuff like that. So, uh, what's really cool though is, uh, some, a couple of missions, like three missions where you can play in co-op as a uh, Franklin and Lamar, which is, they're actually pretty worth it. After you beat technically the online, the, the contract portion of the game, after you do that, I think those are, are, are the requirements where you, <laughs> the excuse is that you, uh, smoked weed so good that you, you can't even get up. So it's like, Oh, now I'm playing as Lamar and, uh, <laughs> Uh, Franklin, you, you have to play two players to play them, but they're pretty dope. They're pretty, pretty fun. So you get some of that good old <laughs> Lamar and Franklin banner. They are <laughs> very self referential of, especially the meme that caught on with, um, uh, the, the single player, you know, where he's uh, talking, they having a, having a discourse in front of uh Franklin's house. He like, stop being a little bitch, nigga. He just, yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's definitely, I think since the best, uh, GTA online DLC that I've played since the, uh, the heists came out, I guess the initial heist, I know there's been like all these various variants of the heist that, uh, came out too, that is like still pretty convoluted and confused to kind of get my head wrapped around. But it's a good time. I'd say definitely worth just jumping back in the uh, GTA. If you haven't played it for a good while, 
just to kind of mess with a lot of stuff. But um, I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it. <sighs> so. <coughs> oh. <coughs> <coughs> went down. Excuse me. Went down the wrong pipe. It keeps going down the wrong pipe. <coughs> Excuse me. So, um, yeah. Uh, additionally played like some of the other missions and DLCs. Well, like smaller DLCs, it feels like, but nothing necessarily worth, <coughs> worth talking about. So moving on, uh, next game I played over the break, uh, days gone. So played a good amount of days gone. <coughs> um, this is a game I dropped when it came out back in 2019. Um, I think it was like, I don't know, just didn't grab me like I wanted to, but then <coughs> since I dropped it, they, they did a lot of substantial updates to the game since then. And then they, a uh, while back, uh, released, uh, dropped support for PS5. So now, uh, higher frame rates <coughs> and, uh, I believe presumably higher resolution because man, playing this game on a, on a PS5 on a 4k HDR, HDMI 2.1 TV is pretty damn good. This it's it's literally one of the few games where I'm like, damn. This is, this is what I, oh, this is, this is what, uh, next gen is about. So game looks fucking beautiful. <laughs> I have to say, at least specifically with the PS five upgrade, um, version. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it feels very, um, walking dead vibes. I mean, for somebody who's played or who's watched walking dead, you know, has definitely, um, <clears throat> affliction, oh, affliction, <coughs> excuse me to, uh, Daryl, uh, AKA the badass. Oh my God, Daryl. Oh my God. He's such a badass, but he's so easy. Oh, hmm, uh, nah, I don't, that's, that is my impression of, uh, walking dead fans. I mean, as somebody who is a, a shameless walking dead fan still with this season and all that's happened. But, um, yeah. So days gone is basically like a <clears throat> open world, um, open world zombie game. I guess that's probably maybe the closest I can describe it as where, you know, um, it's pretty much free roam open world. Uh, but you know, zombies, well, <laughs> excuse me, not zombies. Um, um, freakers are the, uh, the, the enemies, uh, these, these enemies that are very similar to zombies, but they're not zombies. They're, they're freakers. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so sure. So, um, at least I am enjoying the game though. Uh, I think, uh, it's probably good. I did hold off uh, until all these new updates came, uh, with it. 
Um, cause I am definitely finding myself enjoying the game a lot more now. I think one of the, I think one of the things that wasn't in the game at first, I believe was fast travel, which at least since playing now is definitely in, there are some compromises. You have to have enough fuel, which you do get a bike, a motorcycle in the game that you traverse within the open world. But there is a, uh, resource mechanic of, uh, you know, maintaining fuel in the, in the, uh, gas of the motorcycle to make sure it's, uh, you know, uh, you can travel. If you run out, you have to scavenge for some, you know, nearby and then fill it up and then be on your way. So <coughs> that's a, that's a fair compromise. You just have to make sure you have enough gas to fast travel. Um, and then, you know, you can kind of work around it, fast travel to another point closer, but not totally at your destination and then fast travel from that point and, you know, do it that way where, you know, again, you have to have fuel and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm digging this story, uh, where, you know, you have your friend Boozer and you're dating, um, his brother, uh, his sister. Uh, and I guess she gets, she was in bad shape. So he decided to <clears throat> fight his way to get her, um, some help, um, to a nearby, I guess, uh, medical facility, but he had to stay back cause only two people could go and he helped with, uh, Boozer who's, um, uh, your, your romantic interest brother and because he was hurt. So more or less, it's kind of the basis of the story. You're kind of from a biker gang. Uh, you were in a biker gang before this whole, you know, mess happened breakout of freakers. Uh, so yeah, that's at least generally my understanding of the story so far. Um, nothing too, uh, complicated, but I mean, it seems like the main showcase, uh, is the gameplay, which is pretty, pretty damn good. You know, traditional, very, very last of us feeling in terms of, I guess, mainly more so the aesthetic than the gameplay itself. But the gameplay actually is pretty, pretty similar to last of us. You know, you can, uh, scavenge items, create craft weapons like Molotovs and stuff and healing items and, uh, you know, melee combat, very similar to the last of us and, uh, you know, shooting mechanics, the, your guns, at least starting off is very limited in terms of ammo and stuff. So, um, I'm digging it though. I'm digging it. I mean, as somebody who is a sucker for zombie, uh, games in the zombie setting, um, I am definitely digging it, but the game is, I think it's very underrated. I I've not heard at least when it came out a lot of praise for the game. And I think, um, I think recent news actually came out about the game in terms of sales that it actually sold like 8 million copies, uh, at least to date. And I guess people were selling, uh, um, celebrating, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, that recent recently, uh, hit that milestone like, yeah, yeah. All right. Ghost of Shima. Uh, but then <laughs> days goes over here. Hey, y'all, I mean, y'all didn't really buy our game, but y'all eventually did. And now we there's 8 million copies, but I'm guessing maybe the, I'm, I'm thinking the, I don't know, unknown factor in there or, um, red Heron, if you will, is that, the game was on PlayStation plus 
And I think it is part of the PlayStation five welcome package where it's basically an assortment of PS PS four games. You can, you get, um, you get for purchasing a PS five that, um, you know, I think those two avenues being able to access the game on top of the game being, you know, pretty damn cheap is I think, uh, some pretty substantial factors to how the game, you know, excuse me, became what it, uh, what it is, you know, from a sales standpoint, but that is kind of messed up when you think about it, that like <laughs> they treated red, uh, days gone, like the redheaded stepchild, you know, compared to, <laughs> uh, Ghost of Tsushima, like the newborn, newborn that gets all the attention, you know, I, I understand, I understand it, but yeah, at least for my opinion, it's definitely a very slept on game. It feels like definitely enjoying it way more than, um, I was anticipating it, uh, at least, especially with the PS five upgrades as well. Um, so definitely going to see it through. I'm guessing in the game is if you do all the side stuff, probably like 40 hours, it feels like. So I think about like 20 hours in, I want to say. So it's a good time. I do recommend it, especially now, um, since a lot of, uh, yeah, updates and additions to the game, uh, have come out for free. So Um, and with that, let me, let's get into what I've been watching, which is a lot of substantial stuff did come right as the, uh, well, over the break, um, which I forgot to put in. So I'm doing that now. Let me do it now. So, uh, at least over this, this, uh, break, definitely, 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 uh, watched a lot of daredevil, um, (laughs) for, uh, reasons, uh, I won't spoil, um, definitely, uh, wanted me to watch daredevil, you know, I've, I've definitely just been sleeping on it a lot. Uh, I, I watched a bit like back in 2015 and totally forgot about it. But then again, I wasn't really paying attention to it at the time, but now, uh, gave it another chance and fair shake and really digging it, really digging, digging the show. I'm, uh, in on season three, uh, so far currently, um, watched the first two seasons over the course. They are pretty damn good, man. They are. I'm really digging a lot of aspects of the show. Um, Charlie Cox is definitely daredevil. I'm, I, I have a hard time envisioning anybody else. Let's pretend, uh, Ben Affleck didn't do that. <laughs> didn't do that movie that, um, has, has the same name. And for some reason, had was also by Marvel, but we'll pretend that that movie, <laughs> that movie didn't exist. Um, but, uh, yeah, 
you know, especially uh, Wilson Fisk is, is kingpin. Vincent D'Onofrio is definitely a kingpin. I, I believe it. I believe it. I'm now a believer of kingpin now. Um, what else? Uh, love, love, love. Um, uh, John Berthold as the Punisher. Uh, he he makes uh, a very a very substantial appearance in throughout the season throughout season two. Um, pretty much season two is his origin story um, before uh, the Punisher, his own series on Netflix. I watched the Punisher before watching this, um, but um, yeah, it's very, it was very cool to see, uh, see him like way more like unhinged than, uh, than um, his Netflix series. I, I think I really actually like him way better in season two of, uh, daredevil in his own series, to be honest, at least reflecting on, on, uh, on his Netflix series compared to, to, uh, to, um, season two of daredevil, but, <laughs> uh, the, the buildup of him, you know, like, you know, they didn't show him at all for like, a what felt like a good couple episodes. They just were very vague about him. It's like, uh, it, it, I, I, I think it was this whole army that, that killed, killed these guys, this whole gang. Like, <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. It apparently was a single man. They, they call him the, uh, the punisher. I'm like, Oh, Oh shit. Here we go. And man, he is just, he is just fucking lethal in this, in, in, uh, in season two. So it's, it's a really very interesting dynamic. Um, it's definitely probably my favorite season of daredevil so far, which I guess maybe is kind of something, uh, something to detract from the series. But I mean, I really love the dynamic between, uh, Frank castle and, uh, uh, Matthew Murdoch, AKA Punisher versus, uh, daredevil. You know, there is the very interesting dynamic and then it comes to a point in the show where, you know, uh, Matthew Murdoch has to, um, you know, work for, uh, Frank Castle in terms of getting, uh, being his lawyer. And that was a whole interesting dynamic. Uh, then they also bring in Electra into the mix and kind of that whole dynamic in, in, in conjunction with this Punisher storyline, it, it was pretty good. I really enjoyed it. And it's, it was pretty fulfilling to see the what technically, at least as far as we know so far now, the origin story of, um, the Punisher, I got, I'm sorry, the Punisher, gotta, gotta do it like that. You got to, you got to put some respect on his name. You got, <laughs> you might, <laughs> might pop in my room now. Kill me. I'm for, for saying, just saying, just saying his name. Um, so yeah really enjoying it. I'm pretty fresh on season three, so I can't really, I don't know, um, necessarily formulate an appearance, uh, opinion so far. Um, I don't know. It, it's, it's given me, uh, some slight Iron Man three vibes specifically where, you know, uh, uh, I'm so weak. Uh, uh, I can't deal with this anymore. Kind of that dynamic of, you know, uh, I'm daredevil, but I'm, I'm just not who I, who I am anymore. I'm, 
I, I just, my senses aren't as strong anymore. I'm, I'm just doubting myself now after all that's happened. Um, I just don't know if I could do it anymore. It's like, uh, I mean, you've been through two seasons of this and you know, been through so much hell. I mean, I guess I can see that, but I don't know. We'll see when, uh, the rest of the season pans out, but, um, yeah, at least so far, definitely really enjoying season three the most. I'm really thoroughly enjoyed that season, that whole dynamic with the Punisher. <sighs> it was some good TV. It was some damn good TV. It really was. Um, then, uh, also, uh, watched. Let's see. Oh my God. Am I going in Japanese? Uh, had to have a Japanese keyboard. Okay. Uh, Matrix Resurrections. Um, whew, let me hold on. My keyboard is messing up right now. Uh, put that in there. Do that. Format with the paint and then put it over there. That didn't work, but that's okay. That's all right. You tried. Okay. Um, yeah, Matrix Resurrections. Uh, where do I start? <laughs> I think that just that alone gives you an idea, but <sighs> a little bit of background. Um, huge fan of the matrix. Uh, matrix one is probably my favorite movie of all time. The original matrix, um, two and three were, you know, not as, not as good, but I mean, the bar was very much very high for those. Um, and I think, the matrix the original matrix was, you know, generally conceived as a one off type thing. But, uh, you know, I mean, considering the reception afterward, they're like, we got, we got to keep, we got to continue it. So all that said, um, comes matrix resurrections. I mean, I guess spoilers for matrix resurrections, first and foremost. I'll try not to be too much spoilery, but it's some stuff that needs to be talked about. So the plot for this, this movie is that you are. So Neo is now a developer for a game called who would have guessed the matrix and technically uh, the, the matrix trilogy is acknowledged within this movie. Um, it's like the, how do I even just explain it? The whole trilogy is established and acknowledged within this movie in a lot of ways, I guess. Um, mainly the first one, but they do touch on like, um, reloaded and, uh, revelations, I think. So, Basically that's 
that's one of the problems with the with this movie I feel that I at least I wasn't personally a fan of is that the game oh, I want to say game the the movie refers refers too much to itself uh and by itself I mean refers too much to the first movie in a lot of ways to its detriment I feel like that um it's just too meta it's too meta for me. It's like too on the nose, too meta. It's like they just really, it felt like they're really somewhat trying to be too far in the past and not in the present. If that makes sense. It just felt like this movie relied too much on its own, (laughs) its own movie to, be anything substantially, I guess, I don't know, credible, new, I don't know. It just felt like it was stuck in the past, kind of, in a way. I don't know. It's hard to describe, but so that's one factor of it, at least in terms of the plot, which I don't think it's necessarily worth spoiling too much of the plot. But um, another thing for me that was like kind of a miss was like the lack, excuse me, lack of choreography. It felt like the choreography was very weak. In my opinion that like, uh, it just wasn't hit, man. Especially, you know, obviously when you have, you're competing with your previous movies, it just was not hitting, uh, in my opinion. Um, it just, that was always one hallmark for at least the trilogy. In my opinion, is that like, you know, if, if the, the plot wasn't strong, at least you had some very solid fight choreography for the most part. But, um, at least with the, with the fourth movie, it was, it just felt fairly weak for the most part. I mean, you had a couple standout moments like a fight between Morpheus. Oh, I forgot about Morpheus. So they did this whole thing with Morpheus where I think he's technically still dead. He was like killed in one of the, the matrix online game that was out, you know, around the hype of the matrix. And, uh, technically he's recreated as a program in the matrix, uh, that was created by Neo. Um, but, you know, he's a different form now. So now he's portrayed by, you know, uh, Yahya, um, Yahim, Yahim Abdul, the, the second, I believe the fourth, fourth or second. Um, so he, of, of, of anybody to portray Morpheus, I mean, he definitely was a solid choice, but I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'm not really too big on, it's technically not recasting in terms of how they wrote him, but it still feels like he's recast. If that makes sense, you're still, you have this, I don't know, basis to in, in reference point to kind of be, if that makes sense from like, you know, his whole, I guess, tenure throughout the matrix trilogy. But, um, yeah, and, but of that, he was pretty decent. I just, I don't know. I just have some, some feel some type of way about his betrayal. And then on top of that, you have a uh, agent Smith 
who is also technically recasted, but he's he's been he's been a uh, um, handsome fied, and that was that's their excuse, kind of within the plot within the this movie. Uh, I don't know. <coughs> I I wish I think they were better off just I don't know making new uh, protagonists and antagonists and um for these characters and uh, yeah i think that's just really my main gripe with it and then on top of that you know they're literally playing (laughs) playing like a good solid what felt like at least 20 minutes of the original movie you know through certain spurts throughout the movie to the point where it's like okay yeah i i totally understand that you didn't have to show me that five second clip but all right so you get you get a lot of that uh, yeah it just was not working for me personally don't get me wrong it it's if you are a fan of the matrix you can definitely get a kick out of it but having watched it twice i at least the first time i was i was somewhat uh uh conflicted <laughs> after seeing it cuz it was like it was some interesting parts but then there was like a lot of very mediocre parts that I, at least at the time, it, it was just, I, I was giving it the benefit of the doubt. But then after everything was all said and done, the credits rolled and I'm like, I don't think I like that as a whole. I don't think I like that. And, uh, you know, watching it again with some friends over the holidays and seeing that watching it again, it did further solidify my thoughts about it that like, yeah, just, was not a, a compared to the other movies, especially not really great, in my opinion. Uh, so it definitely is ranked the worst of the uh, Halo now quadrilogy, maybe potentially a whole nother set of set trilogy, presumably potentially. I don't know, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I do know, but I, <laughs> I do know, but I don't want to know now anymore. <laughs> That's kind of my sentiments. I wanted this movie to be really good to like, really like, oh my God, this might be better than the original matrix. But I mean, I think that's, that's a unnecessarily high bar to put on this movie in general, considering how like groundbreaking the original uh, matrix was. So uh, it's, it's still disappointing. But, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I, Keanu Reeves is awesome. Love, love him as a person, as an actor as well. But it just specifically the choreography, he was literally doing the same force move literally like five times throughout the movie. It's like, could you, could you do something else? I mean, could you? Could you like at least fly once? Well, technically you <laughs> technically he flies, but not in a way that you would expect. Um, <sighs> yeah, it just didn't hit like I wanted it to. I was very, very, very much excited, hyped for this movie and uh, <sighs> did not really hit man, did not hit. I do. I did like uh, some of the self-referential stuff like um, <laughs> what, what what gave me a kick as, you know, uh, of course, a fan of Max Payne and like the whole 
the whole era, the matrix set, like within video, video games specifically after it dropped where literally <laughs> all these games were coming out, utilizing bullet time. That was at least the term that like was solidified to my knowledge in max Payne. I don't think they ever referred to it as bullet time in the matrix until this movie where they like literally referred to slowing down time. Oh, that's bullet time. I was like, Oh crap. It's crazy. They, they're ref- <laughs> referring to, uh, something they originated that was technically claimed by another IP that was utilizing their idea in video game form, uh, for just that very nerdy reason. I got a kick out of that, but, um, yeah, it, it, it was some interesting, you know, moments, but as a whole, it just, um, <sighs> did not hit for me, man. It really didn't really did not. So apparently the, uh, Wachowski brothers, which are now the Wachowski sisters. Um, I think only Lena Wachowski. Uh, so one of the sisters, uh, directed this, I think the movie would have definitely benefited from the other Wachowski sister to, um, I don't know. I feel like it just, it was lacking <laughs> what the other Wachowski could have, uh, you know, brought, uh, if, if, uh, she decided to direct, but, uh, it's, uh, unfortunate. It's really unfortunate, but who knows? I mean, <laughs> I'd be, I'd be lying if I said, I don't want another matrix. I mean, now at this point, I feel like I would want them to redeem themselves after, resurrections. So at least we have that kind of a reference point now that at least also the director, um, would be kind of aware of or cognizant of to, you know, going into another matrix movie. So, uh, uh, it hurts, man. As a fan, it hurts. It's pretty much how I felt moving on. Um, also watched the book of Boba Fett, uh, that premiered technically, uh, last week. Um, so basically this takes technically takes place where the Mandalorian left off Um, and what was, I guess, technically teased after the Mandalorian really, um, where, yeah, you're literally Boba Fett trying to take the throne of former, I think it was Balfortuna that they, uh, throughout events got usurped for lack of a better term. Um, and now, uh, Boba Fett is trying to establish himself as a rightful owner of the throne, but of course it wouldn't be that simple. So, you know, a couple of events take place. I won't spoil them, but, um, at least from the two episodes so far, definitely some interesting uh, stuff. We definitely got a, a big question answered that, uh, I don't think I'll spoil. I'll, uh, leave for you to watch. Uh, but yeah, it, uh, definitely some questions answered that wasn't answered in, uh, the Mandalorian, um, in terms of like 
how Boba Fett came to be Boba Fett after said events from uh, the Empire. Always get them mixed up. Okay. New Hope. Empire Strikes Back. Revenge of the Sith. Or is it Revenge of the Sith? Empire Strikes Back. That's going to kill me. So (sighs) let me look it up. Cause it's going to kill me. It's going to kill me. Uh, Star Wars. They, they call it star Wars, but uh, I'm pretty sure it's in the new hope empire strikes back return of the Jedi. What am I thinking of? I thought one of them was called a new hope. I think that's the first star Wars technically. So what's revenge of the Sith? Oh, maybe I'm thinking of the prequels. I think that might be the prequels. Wait, let me check star Wars prequels. Uh, Okay. Yeah. That was the third one of the prequels. So prequels, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Wow. I am not a worthy Star Wars fan, clearly. Um, <laughs> um, you should know that. Oh my. <sighs> uh, yeah, so I think Star Wars, which I think is the general subtitle, I think after effect, presumably A New Hope, The Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. Okay. So I think, um, I forgot which one it was where, uh, you know, Boba Fett meets his, uh, at least presumed demise, but little do we know after the fact it was not so, so apparent. Um, so yeah, uh, at least yeah. With book, book of Boba Fett, you definitely get more insight on Boba Fett and what he did, I guess, in between uh, the Star Wars trilogy and um, the Mandalorian. It, it it essentially, at least so far, seems to be, you know, clear in that space uh, between the two. So I think for fans of Star Wars, I think it's definitely worth a watch. Um, I'm not the biggest star Wars fan. I definitely, uh, I, I at least watched the new trilogy as well as the, I've technically watched them all, but, uh, I wouldn't say I'm the biggest fan, but I do at least as I am now watched, uh, watched the new content on Disney plus. So, um, yeah. Is there anything else? Oh yeah. (laughs) One thing that is a bright, a uh, pretty big gripe is, um, man. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm personally not a fan of the, uh, Boba Fett taking his helmet off. Like every chance he gets, it feels like, um, other people were talking about this on Twitter, but it, <laughs> to me, it felt like <laughs> Boba Fett took his helmet off uh, within the span of two episodes 
more than uh the Mandalorian ever has in 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 the two seasons it feels like it's like okay we get it like can you can you just be more cool and ominous please like that's at least kind of my my gripe but I mean I get it we technically seen them in I don't know they want to really hit that home I guess I mean he's technically not a bounty hunter any really anymore so I mean I guess I could see it from that that extent but I don't know I kind of like I think that kind of is what makes Boba Fett Boba Fett just him being very ominous and mysterious, at least obviously specifically in the original trilogy that, uh, you know, he was kind of like that, but now it's just the secrets out. It's kind of like if master chief, which fingers crossed, I hope they don't do that in that new pair paramount plus, um, uh, uh, episodic series, uh, that new halo series coming on paramount plus that is literally like if, Master Chief took his helmet off and it's like, okay, all right. You revealed. Okay. Just put it back on. All right. And then just, (laughs) all right, (sighs) let me take my helmet off to talk. Um, yeah. So about the covenant and it's like, come on, man, just, I mean, you just put it back on. You just just look cool. You know, just look, I just want you to look cool. (laughs) That's very vain now I'm thinking about it, but I mean, wh- what it's been like, it's technically like 20, 20, 24 years we've seen, uh, that's the character we knew as Boba Fett. And then now recently, I guess technically from the prequels, sure, because he's a clone, you can piece that together. But I mean, still, it doesn't necessarily, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a minor gripe admittedly, but still it is, it is a great, I have to say. So, um, yeah, that was book of Boba Fett so far. Then of course, who, who let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Cobra Kai. Season four. <laughs> For those that don't know, Cobra Kai basically is a spinoff of the Karate Kid trilogy. So I guess I don't really even feel. Com- I guess it technically is, but it's like I, it's hard for me to feel comfortable calling it a spinoff because it it really feels more like a continuation of the Karate Kid trilogy in my in my head because there's so many characters from the original trilogy that are coming back and being redeemed or being, uh, further explored, you know, in terms of their character arcs, having a resurgence in their character arcs, what, what have you, uh, within this, uh, this, this series on Netflix. Now it was, it started out on YouTube premium or red and then it, uh, I, I, I'm assuming, um, obviously Netflix got the rights to it and have now been carrying the, uh, series since, I guess season three. So, um, yeah. Um, (laughs) it's very much in spirit with the original karate kid movies. Uh, I guess depending on who you ask to a fault, but as somebody, you know, 
I mean, I, I really, I, I guess I technically don't remember a, a whole lot from the Karate Kid trilogy, but you know, of course the iconic moments like the kick, the crane kick and, and the, you know, uh, being injured, Caruso being injured and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, but <laughs> man, it is something, uh, shamefully fulfilling, um, watching some, some, uh, well, at least in the context of the show, kids, you know, in movies, kids are like, you know, in high school when they're like 25, 25 and up, at least it feels like, I think there are a, a lot of the cast is under 25, um, you know, with the obvious exceptions, but, uh, but yeah, at least <laughs> nothing more fulfilling than some kids beating each other up. <laughs> It, it uh, definitely gives, uh, gives me some big, um, three ninjas vibes where it's like a pretty good blend of corny, cheesy, um, corny, cheesy, endearing, just cool. You know, I, I think it does strike that unique balance. Um, yeah, that's probably the best way to describe it. I, 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 um, I don't know if it's for everybody. Um, but at least personally, I've definitely been getting a kick out of it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No pen intended, but I mean, if it applies, let it fly. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty great. So at least the, uh, synopsis for season four, I guess spoilers for minor spoilers for uh Cobra Kai, but uh basically from the from coming from season three, uh I forgot his name. Damn it. Uh fuck. Is it Caruso? Let me get my names right, because that is kind of important. Uh what is his name? Johnny Lawrence, Johnny Lawrence's um, mentor or, you know, yeah, I guess mentor in, in the original trilogy, he technically took over uh, Cobra Kai in some like loophole way where now he owns Cobra Kai and now uh, Johnny Lawrence has to make his own, had to make his own dojo uh, in, in season three um, where it was like a very uh, ghetto, <laughs> a very ghetto uh, dojo where it was like, he had to do it in like the public park. He didn't technically have any, uh, you know, uh, uh, official place to, to host a dojo. But then he eventually, uh, got with Caruso who, who's doing his own dojo. And then they decided to cooperate towards the end of season three. So it's, it's some funny antics that, you know, uh, come, come through in, in season three, four, where, you know, they are trying to bounce off each other, understand each other better and, you know, realize that, man, we can learn stuff from each other, you know? And, you know, there's a lot of that. Then of course the corniness and, uh, <laughs> corny and cheesiness of it, that at least for me, it's, it's still endearing and, uh, you know, entertaining and, uh, it's some genuine comedy too. So yeah, yeah, man. And then, oh, how it ends is, it, they definitely set themselves up for another season, of course. 
Um, they introduced some new characters that definitely are, you could see develop in the new season, uh, that are going to be a, maybe a focus in the next season and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm definitely, I, I definitely liked it overall. I, I really thoroughly enjoyed season four of Cobra Kai as somebody who is a sucker for, for, uh, <laughs> cheesy 80, uh, eighties referenced, uh, karate movies. Um, this is definitely up my alley personally. So yeah, I say if you are, if that does sound appealing to you, you more than likely will enjoy this if you've not jumped in yet, but you know, you can uh, totally binge the whole series on Netflix right now. Season one through four Cobra Kai. It's pretty good, man. I have to say, I have to say, I really, really have to say. And with that, um, I think that will conclude. Will it conclude? Will it? Will it? Yeah. I think that will conclude episode 135. Uh, it's hard to keep track now of uh switches sites. Um, if you did enjoy the podcast, um, feel free to like rate, subscribe on your various podcasting platforms. Uh, shit. We on <laughs> YouTube, uh, Spotify, uh, iTunes. Um, any, any other one that you can think of, if it's not on there. Let me know. I can definitely put it on there. Work my magics, put them, put these fingies to work. I said fingies. I'm, I'm gonna stick with it. Um, but yeah, until next time, um, get your damn game on Uh happy new year. Oh yeah. Nobody's safe.